This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode 25. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. Our theme over the next few podcasts will be on how to be the right, balanced, visionary leader. And what better time to start that than beginning of January? In other episodes, we've talked a lot about alignment as the 99%. Today, let's focus on that 1% vision. This is something that all leaders on some level will experience, and it's important to understand vision's role in in the success of a project or product. So Blake, as we jump into this, I think it'd be good for us first to start with what are some outward symptoms of vision or lack of vision? Yeah. Well, I mean, so first, I love vision. I'm just like... I can be that guy who is just jumping from shiny object to shiny object, And that's probably a good indicator of somebody who has a lot of vision, but has a lack of that, like, what's the most important type of vision, I guess. Um, But I love vision. I love thinking about what could be, thinking about direction, thinking about how we can bring opportunity to places that don't have opportunity. I love vision. I'm a visionary at heart, um, but like as we get into this thought of what vision is and like how does vision look when there's a lack of it or how does it look when there's like really clear vision the the picture that i tend to get is that idea of like rowing okay i'm i love the idea of rowing <laughs> you don't actually love rowing <laughs> i thought i would but and and in all fairness my experience with rowing tends to be the row machine at the gym. But every time I watch stuff on TV um, and somebody's like doing the row machine, I'm always like, they look so regal. Like what a good workout. And then I get on it and I just imagine that I look like I'm dying on those things. Like it's a great full body workout. But I, I just imagine that when people see me on a row machine, they're like, you're doing it wrong, man. That's not (laughs) how you use that thing. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail there, but like, I love the idea of rowing. And the thing that's significant about rowing is that, especially when you have a team of people rowing together, like almost think competitive rowing. Like the first thing is if you don't row in the same direction, have the same pace, have the same strength and have the same cadence, you're going to veer off track. Like you're not going to go towards that finish line that you're aiming for in the most efficient way as possible. Okay. So when I think about this, I think about like two people like side by side, one with a, you know, a paddle and the other with another paddle and they're both rowing and they're just going in circles, right? Like that's, that's what lack of vision truly looks like. But when we can clarify our vision for our product or our project or whatever we're doing, um, we get to make better decisions about that same direction. We make better decisions about our people. 
We make better decisions about our processes, our strategies to getting to our vision. Uh, otherwise, we're just doing things, right? We're just this people who are rowing. They're just going in circles because they're not in sync with where they're going. So this is why it's so important to have the same vision so that we all go at that same pace, strength, direction, and cadence. So as you're talking about rowing, my mind immediately goes to competitive rowing teams. And I don't know if you've ever got a chance to watch them. Um, I, I've seen them a couple of times. And man, just seeing them in synchronization with each other, the way that they work, um, and how clear and concise they row together towards that common goal. Um, and it's all led by the captain, right? That, that one person, um, and it can be in a different position. It doesn't always have to be the front of the back of the boat, but there's one person who's clearly calling out the cadence, who's clearly calling out where they're going, how they're getting there. Um, and it's just interesting that that's a really good word picture for, for vision. So what is vision? What is that all about? How does one be a visionary? Well, I think, I think we got to get out of a mindset that a lot of us end up having because like right at the beginning, I was like, man, I'm a vision person. I love vision. I'm a visionary. And, and I was saying that really quick. I think there's a mindset, though, that people think that if I'm not a visionary, I can't have vision. And that's just not true. Okay. I think that's a misinterpretation of what vision is. Um, so we got to get out of that. We got to stop saying because I'm not this ideal picture of what I think a visionary is, therefore, I can't have vision. Because you can have vision. Vision is just perspective of where to go and a rough plan of how to get there. That's it. We're, I think sometimes we make vision to be this illustrious, beautiful, like, I don't know, castle of what something is, and it's not. Yeah. It's just direction. So vision uh, simply is just destination. Hmm. It's the destination. It's where you're going. You know when you're there. And when you aren't quite there, you know those things. So, for example, if it's if you're going to Disney World, the vision is Disney World. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing crazy there. It's just the ability to see those things um, far enough out and have a rough plan. How are we going to get to Disney World? That's it. That's vision. So it's not the details. It's not the ins and outs. It's because I think a lot of times people think, I know for myself, when we first, when I first was introduced to the idea of vision and visionary and, and that type of idea, I always kind of thought it was, well, I've, I, I need to know the end goal plus all the pieces in between, right? And that doesn't, that's just not exactly what we're talking about here. You're just talking about what's, what is the end look like? How we get there is going to play out differently. Yeah, absolutely. So the, if the vision is that destination, I think a lot of times we don't get to the vision because we overload the vision with all the details before we just simply say the vision is this. The, the details, they come. If you think that you're going to be able to come up with some plan that has every bit of detail yeah. um, based off the vision right at the beginning, you're wrong. You're absolutely right. wrong. We get the stuff for the journey on the journey. We have to make adjustments. I have never had a plan that was perfect from A to Z right out the gate. There was always adjustment to those things. But vision is what we got to focus on. Vision is just the destination of where we're going and give this rough, high level how we can get there. Okay. I like that. Um, you and I have talked about this before in some of the, the 
you've you've thrown on a couple of phrases about vision casting or visioneering. Mm. Um, could you take a few minutes and unpack those? What what do those mean? Yeah, they're probably the exact same thing. So I probably use them synonymously. So whether you call it vision casting or visioneering, um, that's your call. Visioneering, that word came from Andy Stanley. Um, he wrote a book called Visioneering. <laughs> so that's a good uh, setup there if you're nice. trying to look for uh, a good book on this. But uh, what Andy Stanley says about visioneering is that it's basically, it's a clear mental picture of what could be fueled by the conviction that it should be. Like, I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Visioneering is the clear mental picture of what could be fueled by the conviction that it should be. Okay. It's again, none of that has anything to do with how we're getting there. It's just the clear mental picture of what could be and the conviction that it should be. I really like that you're bringing this up too, because we've talked on other podcasts and we mentioned this earlier about that 99% alignment. We've talked mm -hmm. a lot about that, but we don't talk a lot often about the 1% of vision. Um, and I think it is important that those numbers correlate with the details, right? That 99% alignment means we're spending a lot of time on that. We're getting a lot of the details, that 1% vision. Mm -hmm. We're not spending an astronomical amount of time checking it, rechecking it. We're just aligning to it. Yeah. And it, it is like, we will get to the, how to get there. That's for sure. Like that yeah. is the alignment, right? But vision casting, visioneering is not about all the hows. It's about the willingness to ride the waves of getting there. You know, we talk a lot about it being like being on a boat and the captain just pointing the direction that it goes. You never have the same trip twice. Never. Yeah. Because the waves are different. The environment's different. The weather's different. Everything changes. You may go the same path, but you're not having the same adventure every time. Okay. So that's visioneering is just the willingness to ride the waves of getting to that destination and that clear mental picture of what could be. Quick question for you, Blake. Mm -hmm. um, as, as you've built out your company and as you have created the vision for it, do you still see the same vision, but different details of how you got there? So for example, one of the things that you and I talked about when I first started working with you was, hey, we don't have trucks, right? We don't have vehicles. One of the things that we're talking about is that something that needs to change. Mm. Do we have service vehicles? Is that something that we have a goal now, right? Mm. And that's changed over the past couple of years, but the whole vision, I don't think has changed. Just the details of how we get there have changed. What What's your experience with that? Yeah, so when we talk about core focus of our company. I think our core focus that we have um, indicates the big picture, like vision of like what we're about as um, a company. That one is uh, for us, it's cultivating others for opportunity and building opportunity for others. We continue to hit that on our missions to get there or to get somewhere. Yes, our vision has changed as the years go on, but not changed in the sense of we were going one direction and we completely changed. It's changed in that we've adapted and we've transformed in what we believe is important for helping us get to that meta vision of cultivating others and creating new opportunities for things. So in the beginning, our vision was not service trucks and all those other things. Now we see the bigger picture of how those service trucks and going after commercial service is going to help better 
our meta vision of cultivating others for opportunity and building opportunity for others. So it has adapted. It has changed. Are we all of a sudden, you know, doing carpentry? No, we're not. (laughs) We're still sticking with our same, you know, niche or whatever, but it has adapted and changed in our direction. Yeah, absolutely. And for different reasons why too. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So big question. I think everybody's probably wondering at this point, and I got to ask is how does one vision cast or visioneer? What, what's your process on that? Yeah. So, um, especially as we talk about goals and stuff, I'm a very visual person. Um, I think it helps me. It might not help you. I don't know, but I love whiteboards. I've got way too many whiteboards in my house. Every corner you turn has a whiteboard. It seems like, um, or big, like, you know, those post-its that are like two foot by three foot and you can stick on your wall. Yep. No, I look like a serial killer in my office. (laughs) I have post-its on the wall. I have massive post-its on the wall. I have my whiteboard. So first off, as far as a, like, how do you do it? Like, what should I use? What are the tools? Don't get caught up in the tools. Just do you figure what's going to work best for you. For me, it's a combination of everything. Okay. So I'm really big at first, just trying to get a big, um, you know, as I talk about goals, goal setting, a lot of times I talk about splat goals, right? I think I've even talked about it on the podcast before, which is like throwing something on a wall and just getting it out of your head so that you can do something with it. It is not what the final goal will look like. It's not what the final vision will look like. You just have this meta big picture idea of what something could be. Now I do have a process that I follow. Um, the first thing I, I do, and, and I break it into four parts. It's vision, why, risk, and how. Okay, so I want to set first off, what is the vision of the thing I'm working on? What is the thing I want to create? Or what is the product that we want to bring about? What is the project that we're doing? I just want to get that out really quick, almost as a splat vision of what it is. And so I just want to get like, here's what the project is. And I want to get that written down first. Then I want to go to why. Why does this matter? What is the purpose of this project? Like, what do we want to accomplish with it? What's our, what's our motivation to it? And I want to also build out inside that why, what the importance is of this project. So for us, we do commercial electrical work. What is the importance of this commercial project? Profit. Development of people. Like we can have a lot of things that it aims toward, but having some importance, like this project will help us get to this such and such a level if we're able to accomplish this. And it's going to build us rapport and we're going to be able to go on and do bigger projects that we want to go after. Then I want to come up inside the why, which is like, what is the ideal outcome of this? Like, what does the completed project look like? What's Mm -hmm. the payoff here? Yeah, I want to dig into those things. Why? is a really important part of of vision casting. In fact, like if you can't get people connected to the why of the vision, they're not going to stay long-term. They're not going to stay connected like you are. So you've got to have a good why to stay accountable to. Mm -hmm. So if vision's the destination, the why is the motivator for the trip. So like Disneyland or Disney World was the destination, your why that the family might be able to connect to 
is that you're having a lasting memory of a, or of a, like a family experience to grow together as, as a family. That's important. That helps curve. You know, we talked about earlier, the vision so important so that like it curves how we respond and act towards our like decisions on people, processes, strategies and stuff. Think about that right there. Going to Disney World. Disney World can be horribly overwhelming if you've ever been there. And that can be the only focus you have. But if you connect to a good why and you communicate that why with your family that we are here to really build in to our family, to have a great experience to grow with one another, then it's going to change your mindset when things do get stressful. And they will, <laughs> I promise. Yeah, They will get so stressful. But that why helps you stay authentic to the mechanism of vision. Right. Next is that section of risk. Now, I know it might be like, why are we talking about risk? Because it's like going after a vision and doing anything should have risk. Risk is fun. Yeah. Risk is like, let's take it on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think when I look at risk, the thing I want to flush out is like, first off, what's at stake if this doesn't happen, if we don't do this project, what's at stake? Well, we could go hungry. We need projects in order to stay alive as a company. What else right. is at stake if we don't do it well and spend time developing our yeah. job startup and we focus on how we're going to do well in the course of construction? And like, if we don't hit those things quickly, we're just going to kind of pewter out. And so we want to make sure we can clarify what's at stake if we don't do it well or we don't go after that project. And then we also want to say, what's the best case scenario? Risk is important yeah. also to stay connected to that dopamine hit of what could honestly be the best case scenario for us. So you want to be able to go back to that. And then you also, in those like key motivators and stuff, you, this is, you know, we talk about reviews all the time. I think it's yeah. important to continually connect back with your why. Um, so this is kind of like it goes to the how section. This is you continually connecting to your why. This is recording why you're doing this project, why it's important. This is prioritizing your motivations. And then this is also in the how section of visioneering or vision casting, whatever you want to call it. You got to be able to communicate what success looks like to your team. Yeah. And absolutely. then like just big picture, what does success look like? Hmm. And then leave the how up to them. Maybe give them things specifics that you want to see that are important to you for example if i was telling people hey i need you to run this rack of conduit and um from point a to point b here's the type of material and i give them all the good stuff and all of a sudden they run everything for two days and i wasn't paying attention and i come back and they ran everything underneath some kind of like joyce and i wanted it above i didn't clarify what good successful criteria was for that hmm. Yeah, I've got to give the specifics that are important to me in my head. I got to flush them out of my head and communicate those well so that they understand, hey, for some reason, this is important to Blake that this be run over top. And hopefully they could say, hey, Blake, why is this important to you if I haven't already flushed that out? And then I can say, you know, it's important because first off, it's spec. <laughs> it says that it has to be above joist. Um, but also it's being protected by such and such, and they're running all their, you know, the mechanical contractors running all their mechanical stuff underneath the joist. So we can't actually be there. Well, boom, all of a sudden I clarified what the criteria was that I saw for success and I helped 
them understand it and left the rest up to them. Okay. But you got to be able to communicate those things that are important to you because it's not you as the leader who does any of the things. That's the thing. I mean, we do, we do certain things, but really it's, a, it's other people who come up with the hows, who do the thing, who, who actually sail the boat, right? They're the ones doing the hard work. You've got to give them the clearest understanding for what success looks like to make that possible. And you've got to be able to review this stuff. Review your motivations. Yeah. Continually bring people back into the fold of what that looks like, especially when you're on the vision path of whatever your project is. There's a very real thing called the messy middle. Oh, yeah. And that messy middle is you don't have motivation. What you felt in the beginning, you're not feeling in the moment. Yep. So being able to try to reconnect to the why and helping your team reconnect to the success criteria that you have and the why for this vision is going to be really, really important. I, I appreciate you bringing up a lot of this clarification on vision and what it looks like, kind of demystifying it, because I do think there's a lot of this idea that it's something ethereal and something out there that only certain people can do. And I appreciate that that you've been able to really just bring out, hey, this is something that every leader is going to deal with. And understanding that and being okay with that is a good thing. And this is some of the, the, the practical steps on how to do that. What are some resources, instrumental books or authors uh, that you would recommend as we're trying to grow in this? Um, I know that you've you've done a lot of study and work on this how would you recommend we we begin or where are some areas that we could start with for learning more? Yeah, so Andy Stanley's book, Visioneering, is really good. It gets like pretty deep and meta um, and more like why do we exist and how do we vi like visioneer at that level, but you can absolutely apply that to other areas mm -hmm. of vision casting. So that's a good one. Traction's a good one. Always Simon Sinek, Start With Why. That's a good one. Uh, Dan Sullivan, I love Dan Sullivan. You should check his stuff out. Uh, he's sure got books, but he also has other like coaching programs and stuff like that. Uh, he has a good book called Who Not How. Uh, and it's about, he wrote it with somebody else actually, but it's really about like identifying the vision and then communicating it well enough to others so that they can accomplish the vision. Uh, it's really good, but those are those are some pretty instrumental books in my life, and just authors that I thought were pretty kick-ass. I thought "Who Not How" is pretty interesting. The fact you just brought this up too, and I didn't make the connection until now. the The author didn't actually write physically write the book. He gave right. the vision for the book to the to the guy who wrote it, and then he created it and put it out. And I think that's just amazing, amazing example of visionary leadership and balanced visionary leadership. I think that's awesome. Mm. So vision is that 1% that comes before all the details, right? It starts that 99% alignment, but we've got to have that 1% vision first. That keeps all of our rowers, as we talked about with rowing teams and things like that, it keeps our rowers in sync and moving towards that same goal. When we're vision casting um, or visioneering, remember vision, what's that big picture at the end? How, what's the destination? What's the why next? What are we tying this back to? What's our motivation there? There's always risk involved, so what's at stake? And then we figure out the how. What's important to me as the visionary leader? What are those things that are specific that I need to see done? Thanks for joining us this week on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next time. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, aka Mr. Boxes, 
for our kick-ass original theme song. <laughs>